Hey, this is Joshua Gomez, and you are listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Mel. And this is Liz. And welcome to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 22 for Friday, May 15th, 2009. Gray is hard at work this week, so it's another girl's night out with me and Mel. And what a crazy few weeks it's been, huh? I mean, we're still waiting for NBC's official announcement about the fate of Chuck, which means we finally have time to talk a little about the last few episodes of the season. But first, we do have some more news updates, and we started out with just a couple, and as the outline was coming together, there were more and more and more, so we have quite a few, actually. So let's get on with the news. All right, well, the campaign for a third season of Chuck continues with organized viewing parties on Hulu.com and NBC.com, plus the Have a Heart, Renew Chuck fundraising drive for the American Heart Association. Which I love the little guy with the little heart hanging from the, you know, the little graphic. Isn't that cute? It was very cute. Um, But as of the recording of this podcast, Chuck fans have donated almost $11,000 to the American Heart Association on behalf of Chuck Bartowski. Isn't that phenomenal? That is awesome. Last time I looked, it was only like a day and a half ago or less. And it was only, it was like, actually not only, it was at 5000 So this is quite a leap. It is. But um, you can find out more about this drive as well as the latest fundraising tally at ChuckTV.net. We've got it posted right there on the right-hand side of the site, so it's updated as soon as uh, the American Heart Association sends out the info. And speaking of campaigns, Wendy, who uh, was the mastermind behind the finale in a footlong campaign, sent in an update that she received from the PR manager of Subway. And he said, quote, Monday the 27th was our best sales day of that week. A number of factors may have been involved, but the support of the Chuck fans was one of them. We have received thousands of letters of support from the Chuck fans, and we continue to talk with NBC about how we want the show to be renewed, unquote. Sounds promising. Very cool. Very cool, (laughs) Chuck fans. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Awesome. making, Making noise in ways that fans have never made noise before. Yeah. And uh, and ways that uh, NBC will listen to. Anyway, Zachary Levi is currently traveling with the USO tour to the Middle East. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Good job, I think Zach. It's cool. Yeah, um, Zach is joined by Joel David Moore, Cal Penn, and Christian Slater on this trip to entertain and visit with the troops stationed overseas. And he wrote a blog. Here's his first blog. I'm going to read it all. 
<laughs> from uh, the 12th of May, 2009, from uh, the North Arabian Sea. The USO is a wonderful organization, and today was nothing short of amazing. After spending the better part of the last two days traveling, my best friends Joel, Jeremy, and Ryan and I found ourselves in a van with Cal Penn and Christian Slater watching the sun rise through the hazy skies over the kingdom of Bahrain. Did I say that right? I think so. I think it's Bahrain. In the heart of the Persian Gulf. What came next is nothing short of an entire day filled with once-in-a-lifetime experiences. After breakfast and a quick safety briefing, we boarded a C2 Greyhound called a COD and took off on a three-hour flight for the North Arabian Sea. Confession, only one person got so sick on the flight that they, that they filled up, oh, that they filled up two bags with breakfast. Hmm. Second confession, it wasn't any of the other guys. Still hard to complain. Aww. The flight crew took good care of me, and by the way, we got to land on a freaking aircraft carrier. Oh my gosh, that had to have been so cool. He is such a little boy. He's so funny. To be honest, it is more like crashing into the deck of an airline of an aircraft carrier. As anyone who has done it will likely agree. When the tail hook catches, you go from 105 miles per hour to zero in under two seconds. The skill these pilots have is unmatched. When the back ramp opened, the first sight we saw was an F-18 Super Hornet taxiing in behind us, and a helicopter flying over the deck beyond. Past that, it was nothing but ocean as far as the eye could see. The second site I won't mention, but motion sickness is a very serious affliction affecting millions of Americans every day. But I digress. Oh, Zach. Oh, oh gosh, I'm glad I ate dinner a long time ago. <laughs> we hopped onto the flight deck and were greeted by XO Williams and the badass crew of the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower. It turns out all you have to do is win the biggest war in human history and become president of the United States, and the Navy will name the meanest warship on planet Earth after you. Awesome. Good to know. We were greeted by the captain, the command master sergeant, and Admiral Tidd, treated to a great meal. (laughs) I bet he needed it by then. (laughs) And then it was back to it. We were led up to the flight deck where we got to see a prowler, and numerous F-18s catapult off the ship on their way for the skies over Afghanistan. It is not a sight a person is likely to forget. The pilot also flew some flybys for us, and we got to stand 20 feet away while the crew recovered F-18s. My heart is still pounding. After a few hours touring the, the tower operation, including the bridge and the combat ops center, which is pretty much the most high-tech nerd fantasy I've ever had come true, we got to meet the sailors. We spent a few hours shaking hands, signing autographs, and getting to know several hundred of the brave men and women that spend their lives on this monstrous ship, projecting its 95,000 tons of good old American diplomacy all over the world to keep the rest of us safe. Unfortunately, the day was too short to meet all of the over 4,500 sailors on board, but everyone we met all day, from the cooks to the guides and media personnel to the officers and the admiral, were 100% top-notch. I've always heard that the best people in the world are the United States Armed Services, and now I believe it. We couldn't have been treated better by a group of people who humble us with their very existence and the sacrifices that they make to keep us safe and free. 
for what they do every day in service to our country, it would have been an honor to have spent 10 minutes with them on a lifeboat, but to spend an entire day on one of the finest ships in the Navy, you know what, there aren't words. After some quick goodbyes and a double dose of Dramamine, because <laughs> of all that good Navy cooking, we were back on board the COD for what can only be called the most exhilarating end to the most exhilarating of days. A zero to 150 mile per hour in under three seconds launch. Yo! Off the deck. They could charge for this stuff. Tomorrow we are scheduled to meet many more of our fine military men and women here in Beiran. But for now, it is off to bed with a thanks to God for an unbelievable day on an unbelievable ship with an unbelievable crew and for dry land. <laughs> nice, steady, dry land. Zach. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> I'm telling you. What an experience. No kidding. And how wonderful of him to write this and, and kind of let us experience it with him. Yeah, you know, I've been up close to one of those monsters that he's talking about. Not on one, but close up. And boy, they humble you. Okay, don't don't hit me, but your husband's a former Marine or Navy? Marine. Okay, I almost said he used to be in the Navy, and then I was like, oh, he'll probably hunt me down if I said that. The Navy are the Marine Corps' taxi cabs. That's what he always says. (laughs) Oh, dear. You know, it's a friendly rivalry. The two work hand in hand. They do. The two... Uh, factions of the armed forces work hand-in-hand hand for each other and with each other. And uh, it's a friendly um, kind of banter that's constant with the two of them. So, you know, I get this end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and now Zach will get the other end, I'm sure. That's right. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Zach, for sharing that with us. It sounds like he he's having a, a tremendous time there. I just hope that the rest of his tour um is indeed on nice steady dry land yeah for all our sakes for all our sakes <laughs> yes. um let's see oh we've got a little bit of housekeeping to do um some of you may have noticed that checkpodcast.com was in the middle of an upgrade last week uh gray was moving it to a new server to handle all of the extra traffic we're getting now which hello welcome new listeners um, the new server is quite a bit faster. The upgrade is complete, but for right now, we don't have comments turned on. Um, he's still, I think, kind of testing uh, to see what kind of traffic we're getting and, and any other little tweaks he might need to make to that server. But expect to have comments and, and some other enhancements back sometime in June. He did copy all of the comments that had been posted previously, so they'll be um, added later on but for now we've got comments turned off at checkpodcast.com and um, yeah keep an eye out in June there we're looking at um, a full redesign of the of the podcast website and some other some other goodies to come you can always email your comments yes and many of you do (laughs) and we thank you for that we'll get to that in a little bit yeah yeah so speaking of gray Mm -hmm. let's talk about him when he's not here Let's talk about him. He's not here. And he's a, he's a star now. He was on CNN. I know. I know. CNN.com, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Still. It's, you know what? I think more people look at CNN.com than watch at any given point during the day. I think so. It's, it's easy to do during the day and, you know, whatever. But, yeah. So um, we've got uh, – there are links um, up on Shades of Grey. Um, that's Grey's blog at um, – ChuckPodcast.com, 
Mm-hmm. There's a little link up there up yeah. on the top in the nav bar that says yeah. Shades of Grey. Yeah, it says Shades of Grey. And including a link for people who, to post their comments on CNN.com. This is important because this is not just a place to comment on the interview, but also to keep posting their reasons why Chuck or, or other shows should be saved. A favorable showing here could prompt more CNN coverage for Chuck, perhaps even on TV. Yikes. We have to beautify ourselves now. Now we're making Gray do it. Okay. We can keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, people can continue to send in eye reports, particularly with new and newsworthy opinions. Opinions? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Opinions, yeah. Yes, and um, you know now that the the fans have launched the Have a Heart Renew Check campaign, I think someone should put together a nice eye report about that and submit that and see if CNN wants to do a little little bit on that. Yeah. Or at least get the word out to more fans that maybe aren't checking ChuckTV.net for some reason. I don't know why. Well, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um, we wanted to tease a little bit for our next podcast before we move on to listener comments. Um, I had the privilege of doing a full interview with Benita Friderici, a.k.a. General Diane Chuckles Beckman. And that will be in our next podcast, episode 23. It's it's quite long, so Gray's going to be editing that for a very long time because um, it's, you know, again, two gals just chatting. And um, if you heard Benita's portion of the the rally podcast from a couple of weeks ago, you know that she, she's got a lot to say, a lot of interesting things to say. It's quite a fun interview. I had a really good time talking to her and I'm looking forward to getting more of her views as season three gets underway because of course we know there will be a season three. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Depending on the timing of all of that and how Gray's um, real life and and job are going, whatever Gray, there may be um, a brief podcast covering breaking news of NBC's announcement on May 19th. We'll, you know, kind of play that by ear, um, and then that would be like a little mini podcast that we release, and then the full podcast with Benita's interview would be later. But just to give you guys a heads up that we've got a very, very cool um, interview and, and, and podcast coming next week, hopefully with two great things in it, including an announcement of a season three for Chuck. Yeah. Keep so. your fingers crossed. That's right. Fingers, eyes, legs. Mm-hmm. Nostrils, if you can do it. I, don't, I can't, but. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that podcast. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to move on to listener emails as we tackle some questions about the final episodes of season two at last. Yes. So let's get going. Yeah. First up is from Spring Wagon. That sounds pretty nice, huh? Spring Wagon? Yeah. Springwagon says, hey, Mel, Gray, and Liz, the season ender of Chuck was, in a word, awesome. Our family was in an uproar. There we sat, my husband and two children and I, with our subs on, a t- on TV trays glued to the screen. The subs are you. <laughs> Every time there was a twist, we all flew off the couch, yelling and laughing or yelling and crying. We've never had so much fun watching a show. So many things to ponder over the summer. Did Chuck just take an emotional step back just as Sarah took a big step forward? Will Morgan make his dreams come true? How will Chuck handle this new, more powerful intersect and his new physical prowess? Will Big Mike retake the buy more? How will Jeff and Lester survive without Chuck and Morgan? The list goes on. I thought the cast all gave it their 
their all in this episode, and emotions ran high for everyone. Jester outdid themselves, and I roared at their choice of songs. <laughs> Speaking of music, I felt the tunes were, were right on, too. I can't imagine the fall lineup without Chuck. Here's hoping we're making enough noise and that NBC does the awesome thing. Save Chuck. Happy summer, Spring Wagon. Well, you know, that was our experience also. I um, I actually stayed home from yoga that, that night. I normally have yoga, a.k.a. physical therapy, on Mondays at, at 8 Eastern. So I have to um, – I'm one of the ones that has to DVR, and I'm not a Nielsen family, so I hope that my DVR same day counts for something. Um, but that night, I, I couldn't do it. I just knew I would not be able to relax through yoga knowing that I was missing the finale live in, in real time. So I was – in my chair with my laptop on the chucktv.net forum. My mom was there who is, um, well, let's go with upper 50s. And my niece, who had just turned 10, was also there. So we had three generations of women um, watching the show. And uh, my mom was taking pictures of me and, and my niece because we were being apparently very, very funny. But it was, I mean, those last, you know, those last like 10 minutes of the episode, mm-hmm. we were yelling and jumping up and down and, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And, you know, it was there, yeah. there, that was not an episode that, you know, the first time around, I just could not stay in my chair. Um, fortunately, I had the presence of mind after the last commercial break to just set the laptop down. <laughs> Otherwise, there could have been some crying over other things. <laughs> But uh, it was an emotional episode for me, and and I think for a lot of people, as Springwagon said, for her whole family. Yeah, yeah, truly. Well, I didn't do quite so much jumping around because I couldn't. Yeah, your poor knee. <laughs> and my back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we had some issues. Yes. <laughs> but I was jumping on the inside, let me tell you. <laughs> I was jumping around with everybody else. It was really good. And, you know, my sister-in-law and her husband are big fans of the show so I'm calling her up going did you watch are you watching are you watching so you know we kind of it was fun it was fun it was a great episode you're right filled with emotional ups and downs when I thought it was over it wasn't over and you know I found myself not even I didn't even look at the clock to see and it, you know it just didn't seem like an hour went by did it well you know I kept looking at the clock going Okay, is that the end of the episode? Oh my gosh, there's still 20 minutes. <laughs> How much more can they fit in here? But they, yeah. boy, they just crammed all kinds of stuff in there, didn't they? They, they filled it. They filled it, and um, they did not disappoint. I was so excited about it. They didn't disappoint us at all. And let's talk about Jepster for a minute. Oh, seriously, how <laughs> awesome are they? I so love. Just, I, I can't even ex- express how much I am loving Jeffster. They're so much better than the sum of their parts. (laughs) Well, I wasn't as thrilled about them as you were, but I, but I have to admit the Mr. Roboto. Yeah. They they pulled that off real well. That was an unexpected anthem. (laughs) I, I just, yeah. Oh yes. The, the directing of that, the editing of that was just brilliant. Yeah. That whole sequence. That's one that I can go on YouTube and watch over and over and over. You know, truly, I would love to have been there when they filmed that scene because they look like they just let let it all. I think they did. Know, just let it all go. They did. Yep. No holds barred. And that's why it worked. Yeah. 
you know, everybody was just giving it their all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, let's move on. Our next email is from uh, Hallie Smith. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Hallie says, hi, Mel. I was just thinking that some of the spoilers were not completely accurate for the finale. I am wondering whether there were two separate versions. One as a season finale, which would let the cast and crew know it was being renewed a week ahead of time, which is the one we saw. And the second being the series finale, letting them know it was canceled. The missing spoilers would have fit just right with it being a series ending. The uh, second version I'm thinking would have had Bryce survive as the new intersect. The spoilers said that Sarah would be off on her new mission with a familiar face. And those missing spoilers, uh, the missing spoilers included General Beckman briefing the other generals about the new intersect and that her team has the situation well in hand. It is unlikely she would say that if Chuck was back in the picture, but with Bryce being the new intersect, it would. Also, Rourke was supposed to be brought before the ring. Uh, Rourke was supposed to be brought before the ring members to explain his failure. Could Chuck's vacation proposal actually have been a marriage proposal for the other version? Maybe I'm just grasping at straws, but it does make sense and fits well. Well, Hallie, and I, I uh, replied via email to this as well earlier just to uh, put Hallie's mind at ease. As far as I know, there were not two versions filmed. Um, when we posted the spoilers, and we, we do, as we've explained, try to be um, respectful when we do that and not post everything. So we sometimes are intentionally vague. And we also noted that this was an early draft and it was subject to change. So... To address the first question, um, the first one, the spoiler said Sarah would be off on her new mission with a familiar face. I believe what I said was she would be reassigned to a new mission. Not that she was actually going to go. And that was me being Trixie. (laughs) Because she was never going to go. That scene at the the beach wedding where Bryce asks her if she's going, or says, you're not coming with me, are you? And she shakes her head, no, that was always in the script. She was never leaving. She was always going to choose Chuck. And then the other one, the missing spoiler, where General Beckman is briefing the other generals about the new intersect and says her team has a situation in hand, and then also Rourke being brought before the ring to explain his failure. Those two um, scenes, I think they were just cut for time, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we ended up, Rourke going up in front of the ring would have been interesting, and that was actually going to be the original teaser. But... um, they just, I think they just didn't have the time for that. We might have missed, had to leave out the, the uh, you know, something more important if they had included that. And then the other spoiler where Beckman goes up in front of the, the other generals. I think, again, I think that was just cut for time. I think they just didn't have, they had 42 minutes and they packed it full. Yeah. Packed it full. So as far as I know, there that what we saw was what they filmed, and that's that. Mm-hmm. There were no other versions. So just wanted to uh, – and the reason I went ahead and included this question in, in our podcast this week is because I've had several inquiries about that. And there, I've seen several speculation, uh, a lot of speculation about, oh, this and oh, that. You know, this, this wasn't included and that wasn't included. So I just wanted to um, remind people that that was an early draft and that some of it was subject – subject to change and uh but that i think what was left out was done so just for time management so anyway well done well done and also to remind you that our spoilers are usually full of innuendo as well because we're masterful like that (laughs) (laughs) 
And like you said, Trixie. Yes. We can't give it all away. No. I mean, why she wouldn't watch the show. Exactly. Plus, I like my house and I want to keep it. That's right. I don't want NBC <laughs> coming after me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Agent Secret Fan 8 <laughs> says, hello, Gray, Mal, and Liz. I couldn't sleep tonight, Sunday, so I got up and decided to surf the net for a while. Imagine my pleasant surprise to discover your newest podcast installment. Hey, hey. <laughs> fun interview with with Yvonne. We knew she was back home in Australia, but her absence was noticed on the great rally episode. It is always fun to hear how down to earth she seems. Great listener emails and comments from all of you. I have been avidly following the news this week since the finale. I have never followed a TV show's fate with such interest and passion. Can't wait to hear your conversation next episode regarding the finale and last few episodes. I didn't think anything could top the kernel, but boy, was I wrong. Thanks again for your new fun, your fun new podcast. Staying positive regarding season three. All the best. Agent Secret Fan 8. That's quite a name. I know. I keep on wanting to say secret agent. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Colonel was, I I don't know. I keep going back and forth on which is my, my favorite episode of Chat Colonel or, or The Ring. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't think anything could top the Colonel either. But The Ring, if it yeah. did top it, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself wondering after, after the Colonel, I, I was thinking now. Because I didn't read any spoilers. Mm-hmm. I stayed spoiler free. But Mel kept on teasing. <laughs> Wait till you see. And I did. But, but I couldn't think. How could they possibly go any better than this? You know? And But, yeah. It was... I don't, I, I, they're both my favorites. I'm not going to choose one. I don't there have you go. to. There you go. That's the way to do it. We're not choosing. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to be, you know... It really, they're I, they're both my favorites. Yeah, I can watch them both over and over again. Yeah, and I will. Yeah, they are. They're you know, hats off to everybody, the writers and and the the director and the editors and the the music team and you know the actors and even you know the guys holding the mics. Every little piece of the machine was working. Yeah, on those last few episodes, they were just killer. They were killer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our next email is from Terrence from New Jersey. He says, hi, I love your podcasts. This is a question for all of you. Morgan wants to be a Benihana chef in Hawaii. So what if he ends up serving Harry Ting at the <laughs> beginning of season three? Since Casey sent him there on a mission and Harry would keep visiting him to make fun of his, his hibachi skills. What do you all think? Could that be an interesting start for Morgan? That that would be funny. And, you know, as soon as he said his dream was to go to Hawaii, I think most Chuck fans went, oh, Harry Tang, Harry Tang. Yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, whether they can steal the, the actor back from the closer to make a cameo or not, I don't know. But it would be awesome if they did. If, if uh, you know, Morgan and Anna went to Hawaii at the beginning of season three and he was trying out his hibachi skills and met up with Harry Tang and decided it was better to be back in LA with an ocean between him and his former assistant manager. <laughs> that might be the way that works out. I don't know. That would be fun. I wouldn't put it past him. That would be fun. I don't think he'd stay, but who knows? Who am I? I'm just a fan. Yeah. 
we who knows our new that you know Jeffster might decide to go on a world tour and end up in Hawaii because they yeah. ran out of money. Yeah. And there's a lot of girls in bikinis there. You know, and Big Mike. Now, Mark Christopher Lawrence is is a big fan of Hawaii, so I'm sure he would appreciate it if Big Mike decided to relocate. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being um, Team Bartowski in L.A. saving the world, it could be Team Bartowski circling the globe. And while we follow the parallel lives of Morgan and and the former Buy More crew in Hawaii. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they do that. Because we will see. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We're confident. Mm-hmm. Christy, Christy Racho, R- Racho, Racho. I don't know, Christy. Help us out next time you email us. Yeah. Yeah. From New Hamburg, Ontario, Canada. Says, hey guys, I just wanted to tell you guys and girls that I love the podcast. I found it on iTunes about three weeks ago and I am hooked. I love everything about Chuck, so I appreciate being able to tune into your podcast and rave and rant about what happened in, in past episodes. You guys would be so proud of me. My husband got me the first season for my birthday in November, and as per usual, we had our entire extended family down for mine and my husband's birthdays in November. I spent the entire time talking about this hilarious new show that I found and told all 13 of my family members to sit down and watch the first episode with me. I like a girl who takes charge. (laughs) She told them all to sit down and watch this. You go, girl. Well, this was on Saturday afternoon, and by 12 noon on Sunday, we had watched the entire first season. They are all hooked. I love that this show is whatever you want it to be, a comedy, we all need that, a romance, a high-action show, and just some great values that sometimes can be lost in TV these days. I love that Chuck is a TV show that both my husband and I can sit down to watch together. It is like date night for us. Even my two-year-old son loves Chuck. He yells, go, 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 every time that Chuck, Sarah, and Casey are running from or to something. It is really cute. That's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I just wanted to say hi and that I can't wait to hear your upcoming podcast. I do have one question for you. Chuck will be back next season. I refuse to believe otherwise. Where do you think the show will go from here? What do you think will change with Sarah and Chuck now that it looks like he won't need to be protected so much? Sorry, one last thing about Chuck versus the third dimension. Do you think that they will be including a pair of the 3D glasses with a DVD Blu-ray release? Ooh. Mm. Thanks for listening and please... And please, regardless of the outcome for season three, keep up the good work. Thanks, Christy. Hey, that's an interesting question. I bet they do. Huh. Because they'll want us to be able to watch the episode as they intended it. Yeah. Yeah, because it it looks funky without it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could just give us the 2D version, but what's the point of that? Give us 3D and include the glasses. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, it would be great is if they did like a behind the scenes in 3D also. That would be fun. You know, just throwing that out there, NBC (laughs) or Warner Brothers, I guess, would be the ones producing the DVD. Just make sure that Zach isn't done anything that's in motion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or not out of, yeah, you know, you know what, Christy, I bet what's going to come up in season three, where the show's going to go from here. I bet it takes place on an aircraft carrier. Uh, <laughs> or a cruise ship <laughs> or a oh boy well 
let's see. Where do I think they're going to go? I think I, I think that Sarah is committed now. Mm-hmm. She, she's made made up her mind. She's made her decision. She's committed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe season three will develop the relationship more of them, you know, growing closer together and being together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's what they'll do. Um, Casey's Casey's still going to be around. He's still going to be there, yeah. you know, um, because he's part of the, part of the Troiko. He uh, is. He's on team Chuck. He doesn't want to be left out. No, and we found that out, which I I almost cried. So did I, Colonel. I was like, oh, Casey just wanted to know that you wanted him along. That's all. He just wanted to be asked. The big lug. (laughs) He needed an excuse. He needed a reason to kind of defy his orders. He needed it to be his duty. Yeah. But the reason he was so ticked off was because they left him out. They left them out, yeah. But he is definitely duty bound. Casey always will be, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think that deep down inside, well, he respects Sarah Walker. He does. He does respect her and her work, and I think, regardless and in, in spite of himself, you know, he he likes that that Bartowski character. So he's going to stick around. I, but I don't know. Beyond that, it's kind of hard. For me to imagine, I don't think, personally, I don't think they're going to stay in Hawaii. I don't think they're going to keep Morgan in Hawaii. I don't think they can. No. But I you think- know, as soon as we say something like, nah, they'd never do that, they go find some amazing reason and way to make it work. To keep him there. But, you know, I don't know. I, I would like to see the relationship between him and Anna develop. And because I I just was totally sucked in by that. I totally adored it. You know, the, him him picking her up like he did and carrying her out of the by It's just, you know, I had chills when I was watching that. So I thought, man, I'd love to see more of these two together and how they work things out and Morgan dealing with the relationship, you know, up close and personal for the first time, his own, you know. So that's my two cents worth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got Paul who emails in, and Paul's also a, a frequent commenter on ChuckTV.net on the blog portion. Um, hey, Paul, come over to the forums where you can have actual interactive discussions with people. Just a thought. <laughs> Um, I mean, people interact on the blog, but it's a lot easier in the forum. Anyway, Paul says, hey, guys, great podcast. I love listening to Yvonne. It is nice to hear that she, as well as the rest of the cast, is so enthusiastic about the show. Anyway, even though we may not learn the fate of Chuck for another couple of weeks, can all of you discuss in the next podcast what the new viewership demo could be for the third season? I have watched each of the final episodes several times, and I can't seem to figure it out. Well, Paul, I was having some difficulty figuring out what your question was. The demo, like, um, were were you wondering who the show was targeting now? Um, if so, I think the answer is that 18 to 49-year-old viewer who the advertisers want because that's what it will take to keep check on the air. But, aside, you know, outside of that, I think the show is targeting just the, the spectrum, Really, I mean, as I mentioned before, the finale, I watched it with my mother who's um, outside of that demo and my niece who's, you know, outside that demo and then I'm smack in the middle of it. 
And, uh, you know, all three of us just loved it. Our, we're, we're so enjoying the show. And I think that is really what the, the writers are about. They want to make a show that is, is fun and interesting to a broad range of viewers. And when it's firing on all cylinders, it captures the young and the, and the, not as young and the older viewer and you know they they get it the cw viewer they get the cbs viewer they get everybody in between so i think the demo they're going for is people that like good programming yeah mm-hmm. and that chuck is definitely that indeed quality quality shows yeah yeah so <clears throat> so thanks for thanks paul and we hope to see you in the uh, forums mm-hmm we have John from Burbank, California. Hey, we were the, we were just there. Yes, we were. Hi, John. Hi, How John. Come I didn't see you. Walking the streets. No come kidding. on, man. Sheesh. <laughs> John says, hey, guys. First, I would like to thank you guys for these lovely podcasts. And how about that campaign to save Chuck? Sure caused quite a buzz everywhere. Here's to season three. Question. How awesome would it be for Chuck and Sarah to be working at a food place together as a cover? Like at a subway. <laughs> Have them working. You're ahead of me, John. Have them working at a subway for all of all places, and have Casey be a regular customer eating the five dollar foot long, however it's pronounced. Then again, Ellie Woodcomb wouldn't approve of Chuck going from the Buy More to a subway. Thoughts? Hmm. Um, no. Um, I don't think Ellie would approve. No. <laughs> but um. Yeah, boy, you talk about product placement, having working at a subway. I don't know. I don't know. If uh yeah, as as John says, I don't think Ellie would approve and uh I don't know how good of a cover it would be. I mean, so far they've managed to get away with not really working somewhere. Yeah. Um but I don't know how much longer that can last and you know, they need to have a different cover where they work from home or something. Right. You know, it's something where it's less noticeable when they're gone for mm-hmm. eight of their, or, you know, seven of the eight hours that they're supposed to be working. Yeah. So. How about a cellular, cellular, you know, store? That'd be there a good you go. Yeah. That'd be we got to go cover. test the new phone. We're part of the uh, Verizon network and where they follow the customers around. Yeah. 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 They're part <laughs> of that group. <laughs> That's right. See, that'd be a good cover. We solved it. Thanks, John. All right. And next we have, oh, Darth Razorback, our buddy from the forums. <laughs> he says, uh, he's from New Jersey. He says, first, the obvious, always loving the podcast, superb work on the last one. Anyway, dealing with the finale, there has been discussion on the ChuckTV.net forums about whether or not the writers foreshadowed relationship obstacles for Chuck and Sarah uh, for season three, I think. Without getting into the complete details, I will just say that writers don't tend to have their characters miss confession slash declaration opportunities unless they intend to use that to block progress. I asked a similar question some months back. When are the the showrunners going to do something brave with this romance? It is becoming a fomance. Um, a fake romance for us and them for a show with such incredible writing, acting and epic romance potential. Why would the showrunners do the most obvious thing in the world and toy with its audience week after week after week when it comes to Chuck and Sarah, do they and you think the majority of people are entertained by it or just feel drained by it? 
I still love the show and hope it comes back, but for me, this romance is water skiing toward a very large shark, and all the progress made in the last two episodes is being set up for failure, at least for the foreseeable future. Love, Darth Razorback. Well, DR, we have discussed this in detail on the forum, but I wanted to include his email because it is, I think, one of the biggest, one of the two big questions that came out of the finale, and the other question I think is coming up in the next email. But as far as the Chuck and Sarah relationship goes, my take on it was that, um, as Liz said earlier, she's made her decision. She's committed to Chuck, and he's committed to her, and they know they're committed to each other, and they are taking care of business now. And I think that, of course, there will be obstacles. There's always obstacles. But I don't think that it's going to be um, in the forefront as much next season that's kind of my take on it um and i i also i think that's partially because they do are now both secure that they are committed to each other if that makes sense you know they 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 feel secure in each other's desire to be with them so they can you know they can work through and, and start building the relationship on that basis now while they're you know saving the world every week Mm-hmm. So that that was my take on it. What do you think, Liz? Well, I I agree. I think you know no relationship is without its ups and downs and and its obstacles. I don't care how long you've been together or if you're just starting out a romance or or if you've been in a relationship for years and years. There's always obstacles. I think you know whether you're a married couple or just friends. There's always obstacles to overcome. It's part of the growing process. But um, yeah, they've. I think that um. They, the walls are down, the doubt is gone, and I think that they pretty much feel like they can be together. Um, I know there was some, some question because of the way Sarah reacted to Bryce Larkin's death. Um, mm-hmm. There was some question that perhaps this might change things between her and Chuck. No, it didn't. Obviously, it didn't um, when it comes to came to the end, towards the end of the show there, but uh you know, Bryce was was a definite part of her life at one mm-hmm. time, and of course she'd be horrified that he died and, and very saddened. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be? I was. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't my favorite character, but in context, he was Sarah's former partner, in addition to former um, boyfriend or lover or whatever. Yeah, you know. So she, of course, she has emotional ties to him. I mean, I don't know that anyone would want to. S- see uh an ex friend or ex um ex lover you know be murdered in front of them right <laughs> i i think you might react the same way no matter how, what your your romantic feelings are towards someone else yeah so i think the writers did a good job on you know letting the fans know okay chuck and sarah they're going to be together season 3 it's going to be about possibly how their relation is relationship is going to work now that Chuck has these abilities, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's going to change Sarah's job. It's going to change a lot of things as they said it would. Right. So um, I think the focus is going to shift a little bit, but the relationship is going to remain intact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think now we're going to get to see real growth in the relationship. I think that we've got the, the the foundation is there and and we're set and we're ready ready to start building on that and maybe not have it be quite as 
major um, as far as the storytelling goes. I'm ready to see it kind of just going along in the background and seeing them be together. And, and um, you know, I realize it was part of the fake relationship, but part of the cover. But remember back in season one when they had game night with Ellie and Awesome and Morgan and Anna? Yeah. And just the, the banter and the the kind of camaraderie that they had with each other then. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing more of that, you know, but for real, obviously it was kind of real then. They just wouldn't invent it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing scenes like that. Yeah. Where we get to see them just be a couple and just be together. And I think that's, I hope that that is what the writers have in mind for season three while, and let, you know, let that kind of grow organically while they, Again, while they save the world. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, our next email comes from Catherine from Boston. Yay, Catherine. Catherine says, I just saw the season finale and wow, just wow. That's all I could say. When they said game changer, they weren't kidding, were they? I just want to ask your opinion on something. I've been reading the forums and some people aren't sure if they like the new Kung Fu Chuck because they feel it's too far off from the old lovable Chuck we know. How do you guys feel about Chuck's new skills? Personally, I like it. I know it's really different, but it makes me want more. And this is my theory. I think this new intersect only gives Chuck temporary skills. Um, Example, the Kung Fu. I don't believe the writers would want to change him completely because they know what makes Chuck so lovable is the fact that it's about a typical guy who doesn't know super cool spy moves. Obviously, they weren't going to reveal that whole storyline in the finale. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called a cliffhanger. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I tell you, (laughs) I had to watch that, that scene over and over again to catch something that I missed the first time around. Um, you know those i think chuck i think you're going to see chuck doing a lot more because of all the the information the new information he has now you know he's and i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's going to be fun i think what's going to be fun is seeing how he handles it and how he deals with it because i think some of it's going to get out of control <laughs> i think it is and zach actually said in the um the the cnn.com interview with gray gray asked him about his these skills, what was going to happen there. And he said, you know, he said in a couple of other interviews as well, that this is not permanent. Chuck does not have Kung Fu skills forever. They, but boy, they sure came in handy right then. Yeah. So yeah, I think that these are temporary indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, my absolute favorite comment on the ChuckTV.net blog was for this was um, for the thread that was w- for this episode, and I apologize. I did not write down who said it. Um, I want to say it was a Brian or a Bill, but he posted this little ditty, and I, I'm going to apologize also because I'm going to sing it because it's you can't appreciate it without <laughs> the singing. <laughs> but my niece and I now sing this to each other. Everybody was Chuck Fu fighting. <laughs> That nerd was fast as lightning. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I read that. <laughs> so hard. I had to call my niece right away because we had just watched Kung Fu Panda uh, a couple of weeks before that. Um, I have all all seven of my, um, well, I have eight nieces and nephews, but one of them is just tiny. 
so I don't get to keep her. But I have the other seven on Friday nights, and once a month we do a movie night, and we had just watched Kung Fu Panda. And so they were all about everybody was Kung Fu fighting and lots of jumping around and pretending to kick each other and sometimes actually making contact. But so I had to call my niece and, and sing that to her. And so now it's our little joke. We sing oh, that that's funny. Too. Yes. That's funny. So there you have it, folks. Sing along with Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and if you're the one responsible for that, please email us and we'll give you full credit in the next podcast. Or perhaps you would like to not take credit for that since I did sing on the podcast. <laughs> or perhaps you would like to sing it. That's the way true. You, wanted it you to could be record sung. it. Yes, you could record it and send us the voicemail. That's right. Just the audio. <laughs> All right. That's well, great. That's going to wrap up our listener emails. But we, you know, our mailbag has just been overflowing the last few weeks. And we love it. And we wanted to let you know that even if we don't read your email or your comment on the podcast, we do read them all. And we reply via email if your question isn't answered on the podcast. If it's something that um, it needs an answer and we know that it's not going to get on the podcast, then we'll email you directly. But we wanted to give a quick shout out to some of our listeners who wrote in for the first time after the finale. So here we go. We've got B from the Philippines, Rob and his wife. From Torquay, United Kingdom. Tony Savaro or Crivaro. I think that might be Italian, Liz. You want to take a shout out? It looks like Crivaro. Okay. Uh, He didn't include a location, but we want to shout out to him. Ina from the Philippines. Denny from Sweden. Ashley from Chicago, who designed a custom pair of orange and blue checks in honor of the orange orange. Danielle Breches, who also didn't leave a location. Mark in Arlington, Texas, who left us a voicemail asking what we know right now about Chuck's chances. And, Mark, they're still good. We're still positive. Check out ChuckTV.net for the latest. Jody Ray Sarton, whose migraine went away while watching the season finale because it's just a healing show. Laughter is the best medicine. That's right. Joe from Vancouver, who sent us a photo of the Carmichael's mailbox that he ran across during his travels one day. And Megan from Goldsboro, North Carolina, who had a lot of good speculation about the finale that we didn't get to talk about before it actually aired. We wanted to give you all just a quick shout out because we didn't have time or another um, email asked the same question. But we wanted to let you know that we are reading your emails and we are responding uh, in, in some way. And we love hearing from you. Absolutely. And keep them coming. When, they, when you email us, mention your city or the country where you're me- emailing from, and uh, we welcome photos, and uh, if you want those to appear on the podcast, if you have, of course, somebody in the photo with you, make sure you have their permission. Mm-hmm. You can leave an audio comment or question on Mel's voicemail. Call her at 310-594-3755. Keep them coming. That's right. We love to hear from you guys. We want to thank you all for listening. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode. And we want to remind you that to check next week, keep an eye out for either a little mini podcast with breaking news on on May 19th about NBC's announcement. And and also we will be releasing our next full podcast with the interview with Benita Friedrichsi. So keep an eye out for that. Right. And while you're at Podcast Alley or iTunes, make sure to leave comments and vote. And, uh, yeah, voting helps us to maintain number one podcast status. And uh, for all you guys that have been telling us that you love us, 
We love you guys too. Um, wouldn't you love to see us, your favorite podcast, in the number one position? You can be responsible for that by voting. That's right. So we uh, will see you next time, and we want to give a shout-out to Vern and the boys and, and all the guys on the aircraft carrier that Zach visited. We uh, appreciate everything you're doing for us. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.